Hey there, welcome to F-Plus, Terrible Things, Red with Enthusiasm. My name's Lemon. And I'm Portax. And uh, Portax, I have you here as uh, for, to start the intros here, because uh, this is this is something that you've... That, that's your specialty. This is your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, what, 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 what I want to do in episode today is about uh, animation weirdos. Uh-huh. And... Uh, can you tell me a little bit about um, sort of like the people that are involved as like animation historians? Uh, yeah, we'll see. There's this guy named Michael Barrier. He's pretty insulted by uh, really new cartoons. Like, have you ever seen that SpongeBob movie? I, have you ever yeah. seen that? Well, see, that's kind of good, but that's not quite as good as the old like Betty Boops and Popeyes and stuff, the Fleischer things, because there's all squash and stretch, right? And like, there's this in Simpsons. You've seen like the, the old Simpsons episodes, right? People, some people, some people consider it a classic. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. the thing well, is, like, they don't really move move around enough for that to be considered true animation. Oh, and then there's John Crickfalusi. He's like a legend. Like, he created Brennan Stimpy and the Ripping right. Friends and things all like right. that. Kind of got kicked off uh, of his own show for being too much of an asshole. But see, everything moved around really fluidly. And he oh wrote, God, you gotta shut up. I okay. I like uh, what? what? What happened? Uh, so, so this is so we're reading we're reading weirdos. Uh, are these people that have directed cartoons? Uh, yeah, some of them. Some of them have worked on cartoons and directed cartoons, and some of them are animation historians. Okay, how do you get to be an animation historian? Um, well, you would think it would be knowing a lot about animation history. But really, all you really have to do is just sit on your ass all day and watch cartoons, and then complain that the. Uh, that How to Train Your Dragon doesn't quite have the artistic merit of the old uh, Popeye cartoons. <laughs> okay, best job. Uh, and uh, it's it's been it's been 15 years since I knew anything about John Krikalewski, but is he still insane? Uh, yes, he has gotten more insane after. Ooh. His... Yep, yep, yep. Uh, he's... Time without a job, he has spent all that time posting on a blog about uh, how the world... How he hasn't gone crazy. The world actually has. That's terrific. Yeah. All right, well, uh, then we're going to read some stuff about, by some animation historians. We're going to read some stuff uh, by John Kay, and eventually we'll all put stuff in our butts, because that's usually how these things end. Yep. <laughs> Let's get to the reader. Here in the room tonight, we have Boots Comet Rain Gear. I did a theory post about developmental sketches. It's theoretical because I myself have never worked professionally in the industry, so my opinion isn't really valid. <laughs> Bunny bread? Hey, Rocky, bend over for a second. There we go. <laughs> Stog? <laughs> John? Fart Cat 3D, coming to theaters. <laughs> Come quads up? Has a middle name, and that middle name is meaningless. <laughs> lemon, 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 lemon. Hi, I'm ah. Lemon! Oh, oh we got two lemons. Lemon. We had like four lemons. <laughs> Portax? This Portax model sheet isn't funny enough. Work on it again for another 30 years. <laughs> and me, Jack Chip. I actually just want to start out uh, with a rant against a cartoon uh, by... A guy named Amid. Yeah, uh, yes. Is this the India thing? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. There's this. There's this crappy CG animal movie, Bollywood style animal movie called Roadside Romeo, and Disney released it in India. And Amid is under the impression that the film was a huge hit in India, and uh, so he writes uh, this open letter to India, the Indian people. <laughs> Indian people accidentally enjoy Roadside Romeo by Amid. 
Disney's Roadside Romeo has opened in India, and it's a huge hit. Let me repeat that. It's a huge hit. It's not a huge hit. (laughs) <laughs> Let me repeat. He, he repeated it, though. And, oh, I'm sorry. Twice. It's true. According to a Disney exec, in its first four days, it exceeded the entire Indian gross of The Incredibles. This means only one thing. The population of India is clearly not yet not ready yet for animated films. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, hard, no. hard science. It's understandable. I mean, didn't they just introduce automobiles into the country last year or something? I don't know. Yes, yes, no. certainly the case. They, they like a cartoon I don't like. This they say is they're, they're living like savages over there in the dark yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, here's my proposal. All animation should be immediately removed from the nation of India. Simple. <laughs> See, they don't have cars, so they can't have cartoons. Oh, oh. Animated you need the first part of the word before you get a compound word. Yeah, I've written a letter outlining the plan. Dear people of India, as of tomorrow, anything animated, whether CG, stop motion, flash, or drawn will be taken off of your airwaves and out of your theaters. Additionally, any DVDs containing animation can be dumped in useless neighboring countries like Pakistan or Bangladesh. Wow. Wow. Oh, God, I just cut myself on the edge, guys. Oh, Jesus. Wait, wait, wait. If they they didn't have cars before, how are they able to get DVDs? (laughs) They have trains. They're not living completely. Ganesh himself. Ships. They get, no. dropped by, they get dropped by air, and people scramble for them. Yeah, the Garuda oh, showed up. Just, yeah, the Garuda showed up and dropped them all there. Have you ever seen the movie Operation Dumbo Drop? I most certainly have not. It's literally Operation Drop copies of Dumbo onto the... They fall accidentally like Coke bottles. Furthermore, a moratorium will be placed on any animation currently being produced in India. Send your animators home. Trust me, nobody wants to see this crap anyways. As part of your cartoon re-education, all children's toys based on cartoon characters must be traded in within 72 hours for books about Renaissance painting and storytelling how-tos by Robert McKee. Renaissance painting and Robert McKee. They're just... I mean, that makes a lot of sense, though, because really the Indian people just need a lot more white history. That would fix them right (laughs) up. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you know what would do India a world of good? Intrusive Western culture. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly clearly it does not have enough. Of course not. As a goodwill gesture, we will also ship you Richard Williams, who will conduct his popular masterclass in India's 200 largest cities. Who and just a, just a note, Richard Williams is the guy who directed the animation for Roger Rabbit, and oh. also he had his own animated film that he worked on for literally thirty years because and he could sucks. not stop and he couldn't stop tinkering with it. And yeah, first of all, it sucks, and secondly, whenever the investors were like, "You have literally been wasting our money for thirty years. You finish this cartoon now," and they took it from him, and they finished it. He was like, "Oh, they took it from me and made it all stupid." <laughs> <laughs> they finished I'm, 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 it. I'm, We'll try the plan for two years. Don't worry. Good ideas like this take time. Yeah, when the five, yes, quite used to them. <laughs> when the five people <laughs> of India feel they're good and ready to respect the animation art form, I will personally. 
Personally, <laughs> told you that these guys considered themselves artists. <laughs> I will personally send over a print of one froggy evening. <gasps> like yes, what America uh, likes, India. If you enjoy that more than you did Roadside Romeo, we'll send you Dumbo the following month. See? And if you act now, <laughs> we'll throw in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, according to... Oh, God. <laughs> if you still enjoy Roadside Romeo, we'll take more drastic measures like defrosting Walt and sending him over to help you see the light. I... He's going to throw his corpse <laughs> Zombie Disney hate all brown people. <laughs> They're just going to throw his animated corpse in front of a house just to send him a warning. Stop liking Roadside Romeo. <laughs> I said, these, uh, the, these paintings by Donatello don't seem to measure up to this, uh, this Dumbo cartoon. Huh? <laughs> Either way, you'll finally be able to see that your enthusiasm for Roadside Romeo was one huge Terrible fucking mistake. Don't feel too bad, however. Even animation-savvy countries make mistakes sometimes. That fucking links to Japan, doesn't it? Doesn't Probably. It? I, it, hang on. It's possible. Oh, oh no. No, it's America. No, it's <laughs> Fox. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't like Family Guy, you see. Oh, okay. No, not because of the jokes, but because the animation isn't good enough. Yeah, that's why so, we all tune into the brilliant family. Oh, God. Oh, you'll, oh trust me, the stuff you okay. see later. Do Shut we up, have everybody. a deal, India? Let me know when you have a moment. We'll go to In-N-Out afterwards to celebrate. He's going to invite India over to have a burger. Wow. In-N-Out burgers can be kind of expensive, too. Wow, wow I bet this this one's huge. It's got like ten patties. I bet this is like your entire family history. Um, mm, good. I've, I've, got a, I've got a better idea for this. Why don't we take a powerful Western nation to colonize India for, say, 90 years? Okay. <laughs> Wait. Hmm. Hey, we've already done that. Yeah. It sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good. Who, Let's keep going. Let's see how this turns out. Sounds good. We're just spitballing here, but we can yeah. adjust. Sincerely, Cartoon Brew. So, good yeah. So, car- yeah, Cartoon Brew. So, something to note about this website is that Cartoon Brew is actually really popular in the animation community. And this man, Amid Amidi, is a, a very popular guy in the animation community. He's not. This isn't just some random weirdo. This is a, a, a popular random weirdo. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And also the other thing the other thing to note is the plot twist here is the movie actually did very poorly in India. So he wrote this for no reason. <laughs> he just went on this <laughs> racist tangent for no reason. Oh, that's excellent. Next up is Michael Barrier, and this is a man with a face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has a good face. You're about to enjoy his face. Oh, oh SpongeBob coming! Wow. Ah. Ah. Yeah. SpongeBob jump out of his goddamn. We'll just, we'll just scroll down a little bit there. Like, like his so, face is so big he couldn't fit it in the banner. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> don't I didn't um, know. I didn't know Robert Zadar had an alter ego. No, it's no, it's it's John Lithgow after a cocaine <laughs> bitch and so, Botox. Um, You're big face man. <laughs> I am big face man. Fear me. <laughs> my name is Michael Barrier, and my brain is so large that my head won't fit on your screen. <laughs> Commentary. Sponge bath. I saw the SpongeBob SquarePants movie early one recent afternoon at a private screening. It wasn't supposed to be a private screening, mind you. It just worked out that way. I 
was the only person in the theater. Oh, it wasn't really sweet in this movie, was it? (laughs) Because no one wanted to sit behind my huge head. (laughs) (laughs) After the movie, my head was buzzing. (laughs) Many questions. How many questions can fit in that head, anyways? Very loud buzzing. (laughs) Questions inspired by the previews as it happens, rather than the feature. Why will Pooh's Heffalump movie, a new Disney excrescence, be <laughs> as a title card puts it, only in theatres? <laughs> <laughs> only in theatres. Why not only in theatres? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are we supposed to connect that vaguely British spelling with Winnie the Pooh's upper crust origin? It's a bear <laughs> That's how the word is spelled in the I, rest of the world and I, where the book comes from. Okay. I submit that children aren't going to give a fuck either way. What? <laughs> God damn it. But the most important such question, colon, why would anyone whose brain has not been surgically removed and replaced mashed potatoes consider for a second going to see the film called Racing Stripes? I don't know. <laughs> this has nothing to do with We haven't even gotten to the movie review yet. <laughs> to judge from the preview, it's a disgusting Babe-like concoction (laughs) that becomes a racehorse in which real animals with computer-manipulated mouths speak with the voices of movie stars. But there have been at least a dozen movies like that. Yeah, Yeah. Babe is just reviled utterly. And who, who, who exactly would, you know be interested in going and seeing a children's movie. I don't even know. See, I know why there was nobody else. I know there was nobody else in the theater because the family would walk in and they just see this guy in the middle of the theater standing up going, that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Get away from the crazy man. Let's let's go to Raising Stripes. I I think this guy really hates those E-Trade baby commercials. (laughs) (laughs) His mouth is moving, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Ed is chewing cud, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Has the world been waiting to hear Dustin Hoffman as the voice of some animal? I I have. I personally have. My my hand on my dick the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes! The SpongeBob SquarePants movie. (laughs) He completely forgot he was reviewing. Oh, yeah, the movie. Oh, yeah, the movie. (laughs) I thought it went straight downhill. As well as underwater... Oh, 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 oh but the next part, right the next here. part, the next part is great. After the funny opening business with live action pirates, <laughs> it's an honest to goodness television cartoon, folks, just on a bigger screen. 
And that means, ipso facto, it almost certainly could never amount to much. Yeah, you tell him, big head, Ed. <laughs> oh, but I say that not out of snobbery. Oh, good thing you said that, because I was thinking. <laughs> Where TV in general is concerned, but from the belief that TV is a rigorous medium in its way? In its way. (laughs) After almost 60 years of the medium's existence as a vehicle for popular entertainment, I think it's clear that it's possible to do only a few things really well for television. Sports is one. Situation comedy is another. (laughs) We haven't gotten to the movie part. Sitcoms are truly... It would be a ridiculous idea. Mm. I don't think anyone has ever seriously suggested one, but a self-contained Seinfeld half hour could be heavenly, and often was. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. This is the guy, this is the type of material we're working with. (laughs) On the other hand, I can't think of a TV western that was ever much good. <laughs> what is going on? Best That's why no one ever watched them. <laughs> and the same is true of TV animation, even the best of it, like The Simpsons. Turn the sound off during a Simpsons episode, and there's not much to laugh at. That's the weakness no, of the form. No, no, no. We'll see. No, no, no. You see, that's actually, this is very important because this is the common belief of the animation industry slash community is if a cartoon is not bouncing around and moving like crazy and things like that then it's not real animation so the Simpsons Simpsons is not considered real animation because you're not using animation enough because they rely on dialogue and smart writing and stuff (laughs) (laughs) so the most popular example of animation that's ever existed is not a good example of animation well, no, the only good examples would be, like, really old, like, Betty Boops and Popeyes and I, I was about like to that. say that The Simpsons really needs some lengthy, uh, rotoscoped Cab Calloway segments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if a, car- if a cartoon doesn't look like jelly character Ren and Stimpy bullshit the entire time, then it's yeah. pointless. Yeah. Totally worthless. Yeah, oh, and he, yeah, he goes further into this, too, so come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jay Ward. Early Hanna-Barbera, all the things usually cited as exceptional TV cartoons. They Wait, really... exceptional? Hanna-Barbera, exceptional. Oh, oh yeah. yes, they, they love Hanna-Barbera. Yogi and Pixie and Dixie and all that Jesus. shit. Jesus. Right. I, 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 I will agree with the argument that early Hanna-Barbera was good stuff. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I won't agree with you. They really weren't all that good to begin with. <laughs> except by comparison with the even worse stuff surrounding them, and they haven't held up. I watched those cartoons when they were new, and I liked them a lot, but watching Rocky and his friends or Huckleberry Hound now is painful. (laughs) Wait, wait, and the next part is great. I have higher hopes for The Simpsons' durability, but not much higher. (laughs) Any day now. It'll only last like 23 or 24 seasons. Yeah, you know. Fuck. <laughs> Ultimately, 
It all comes back to the animation. There's there a go. threshold below which a character's movement is so conspicuously mechanical, uh-huh. so obviously the product of some industrial process, <laughs> rather than the movement initiated by the character itself. The uh-huh. interest in the character is a character is unavoidably defeated. Uh-huh. <laughs> that sure was a sentence. Interest has to light elsewhere on the dialogue, particularly. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> right, not real animation. Oh. Unless its author is someone like Oscar Wilde. <laughs> Oscar Wilde, well known for his many cartoons. Oscar yeah. Wilde would have made terrible cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, there were the old Greek comedies, and there were Oscar Wilde, and then comedy was done. That's it. <laughs> that, it stopped. Damn it. No, he keeps going with that sense. Just, just endical, an endless cynical shorts about the the triviality of marriage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Either this cartoon goes or I do. <laughs> Witty dialogue depends heavily on its cultural context, and so it tends to go bad about as quickly as fresh milk. Well, I didn't know fresh milk went bad. Thanks for telling me, though. <laughs> Michael Maltese was a great cartoon writer, but you can't tell it from his Hanna-Barbera work. His dialogue is much funnier. Warner Bros. where Chuck Jones' drawings are doing the heaviest lifting. Wait, what? Because, like I said, only the movement of the actual cartoon characters counts. The writing doesn't. That's such a that's such a mean thing to say. Hey, you know when your writing was best when you didn't really write any words. That's when your writing was. Great. Yeah, it's called animation, not writeimation. Exactly. <laughs> Television animation, like stop motion animation and computer animation, suffers animation from a partial paralysis that even someone as gifted as Brad Bird can finesse, but not quite defeat. That paralysis has different origins. In TV animation, it has always originated in tight budgets and the resulting need to conserve drawings. Where in stop motion and computer animation, it's the byproduct of manipulating solid forms that by their nature can't admit of much flexibility. Uh, Uh, uh (laughs) How can a computer-animated character go off-model for (laughs) expressive purposes? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Yep. By by somebody... Bending polygons around. Like, okay, never mind. Sorry. I answered the question. Don't start. Limitations on freedom of movement, limitation that originate externally rather than an artist's decisions, are always debilitating wherever they come from. I don't know what that means. Nope. Because... I haven't followed one sentence since the opening. <laughs> when is she going to well, talk since... about SpongeBob? Well, since she... <laughs> this is talking about SpongeBob. This is a pretty good oh, SpongeBob. When's he going to talk about SpongeBob? When's he going to talk about how awesome John Chris Felucci is? Oh, oh, you want to do that? Okay, go to the yeah. one striking thing. Go down to that, come quiet, that paragraph. SpongeBob's pants are square. They can't off model when he gets a boner. The striking thing about SpongeBob Square Pants movie and TV show is how thoroughly its creator, Steven Hillenberg, has absorbed the influence of John Crick Falusi's original Red and Stimpy. Yay! One of the few TV cartoons that demands serious attention! (laughs) (laughs) So, so like, people sit around with cigars saying, oh, the episode where Stimpy farts and then chases it for 30 minutes? Oh. 
was you comedy gold. No, Dimpy that that was really some cognac. Dimpy no, no, that that in it. Stimpy danced on his butt and ran, hit himself in the head with a hammer. Classic. Yeah, <laughs> the Crickfalusi influence shows up in drawings that are sometimes physically extreme. Bulging eyeballs, scraggly teeth, compared with the character's usual appearance. <laughs> <laughs> the movie has its fart and bathroom gags, too. Yay! So ubiquitous now in children's films that it's hard to give John Cray much credit or blame for them. Oh, oh, he invented body humor, too. That's yeah, I know. <laughs> With Crick Falusi, though, there was no usual appearance for his characters, and his drawings always seemed to be straining at the leash. Watching Ren and Stimpy was as scary as exciting as being trapped in an elevator with somebody suffering from a particularly severe case of Tourette's Syndrome. Was it? <laughs> it was. It was exhilarating. To my friends, yeah. It was exhilarating. What are you talking about? There was always the sense that some sickening, obscene outburst lay just ahead. In his newest R and S cartoons, the outbursts have come, and they're just as sickening and depressing as I might have feared. There's no mistaking Stephen Hillenburg for a mental case, though. He's just a nice boy who's having having fun talking a little dirty. Wow! <laughs> what? Your <laughs> metaphor fell apart. Wait, wait. Oh, don't you? So, so here's a complaint that the the guy creating the children's film. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, yeah. is is sound of mine right? The guy yeah. making the cartoon <laughs> doesn't have Tourette's. Okay. This is a problem. Right. Yeah. yeah, but oh, but the next paragraph. Okay, okay. okay. better. This is the best paragraph ever. <laughs> I've never been quite clear on why SpongeBob was a favorite in the gay community, <laughs> but maybe I finally figured it out. Oh, here we go. I saw one twink once wearing a SpongeBob shirt, and you were like, there we go! I'm onto something here! (laughs) Detective Cartoons on the case! Detective (laughs) Cartoons! Michael (laughs) Ferrier! He's just watching big. He's just watching big gay men twelve going. What does this do with SpongeBob? What's the connection? His head is so large because it's full of secrets. <laughs> that should be a tagline on his blog. Okay. okay. The glimpse of SpongeBob's yellow butt is a false clue, I think, as Uh even the scene in which SpongeBob's starfish friend Patrick carries a SpongeBob banner clenched in his buttocks. Typical gay behavior. SpongeBob and Patrick seem to be analogs for those unattractive, clueless fanboys who always manage to find one another, usually at a comic book store or a comics convention. They disgust me. You can all too easily imagine how these two almost sexless characters could accidentally start playing with each other's privates. And eventually... <laughs> Wait, Citrus, hold it in. Keep going. <laughs> and eventually turn into flaming queens. Oh, you mistake. Guys, guys, don't be straight. <laughs> Oh no, Jimmy! I stuck Spider-Man number one in my pants. You better get it out before the Smith condition decreases. This cartoon has a butt in it. I can see why gays would like it. This guy hates nerds. I can't. I can't even 
Like, that entire paragraph is like... Oh my god, there's two kids at a comics convention. I'm going to imagine them make it out. <laughs> and it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. They always seem to find each other. Why didn't any of them find me? Uh, uh, they're so sexy. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. That, the end of it, Yick. <coughs> go, go, go on. That's sort of funny, I suppose. <laughs> sure. But I sure was glad to see the pirates come back after the end credits. If those clowns turn up in a movie of their own, I'll buy a ticket. (laughs) But only if there's no preview of racing stripes on the program once is enough. (laughs) You have to imagine him buying his tickets. Now, guys, demanding. Now, I will not be watching Racing Strike preview. (laughs) You assure me right now. (laughs) What preview will be in the beginning of this film? (laughs) So, so by this review, what do you guys think the SpongeBob movie is about? What can you? Uh, By the by, the Pittsburgh rating system, I think that was a six point eight (laughs) seven. I think the SpongeBob movie is about comic book nerds making out with each other. Yeah, at least that's what I'm told. Oh, if um, (laughs) and I'm, I mean. I'm in now. <laughs> okay, so uh, so we had discussed John Crick Faluski. Uh, let's actually read something uh, by the man himself. Um, you're, you got, you're all familiar with the cartoon uh, Ripping Friends, right? Yeah, I am not. Yep. Okay. Ripping Friends is about four muscular guys who punch and fight crime or whatever, and it was incredibly horrible and stupid. And yeah, uh, yeah it was yeah. just. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, it, and it had uh, had John Crick Felucci's uh, signature character, Jimmy the Idiot Boy. Also, the Ripping Friends. The Ripping Friends uh, starred four people who were all Kirk Douglas. All right, so uh, Mr. Mr. Jack Chick. Um, yes. Oh, I've always considered myself a champion of the audience. While most of the industry conspires against being nice to humans, I fight to appeal to normal human desires. I don't succeed every single time, but at least I try. You don't succeed in fighting or going with your own urges? I don't even know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm already I just, getting it. This guy smells terrible. <laughs> when I do kids' cartoons, I aim to give kids what everyone else refuses to. Like, can you actually imagine a superhero cartoon where the characters actually punch anybody? Well, I had to fight executives for even the very few punches that appeared in a show about a genre that is all about punching. <laughs> Clearly a champion. In the Ripping Friends, a show that had many conspiring forces against it, I purposely crafted a segment to let the kids know that Spumco cartoonists were on their side. I came up with a concept called Rip Along with the Ripping Friends. In each of these sequences, kids would write the Ripping Friends to tell them who was being mean to them this week. Bullies, teachers, networks... Cartoon writers, parents, homework assignments, lumpy toy makers, etc. The Ripping Friends would read the kids' complaints, empathize, and then go after the monsters who dared to be mean to them. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Cereal companies are mean now, but they used to love kids. (laughs) (laughs) Nowadays, they just rape children. <laughs> Tony the Tiger says, eat cookie flakes. 
Cereal companies used to love kids. Now it's all about the money. It was much better back in the 80s when there were no toy commercials anyway. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure he's talking about the 60s. Well, y'all joke, but you haven't seen the commercial where the Trix Rabbit just shoots the kids. It's really rough. They used to cover their cereal boxes with great cartoon art. Games and cutout activities. They made great entertaining animated commercials. They sponsored cartoon shows on TV. They coated every single nugget of cereal with glorious sparkly sugar. But the thing they did best was they put prizes in every cereal box. (laughs) That's what you bought the cereal for, the prizes. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. In this particular rip-along, the ripping friends try to find out who is responsible for not putting real prizes in cereal anymore, and then they rectify the affront. Oh. And, and it, I guess there's a video link? Yeah, this? there's yeah, okay. there's a video. But, yeah. Well, I'm of- not going to watch that video. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of this is kind of hard to tell what it is without the pictures, though. Can I just see? say that my, fa- my favorite thing about that was, like, in Jack's you know, churlish drawl. It sounded like the rape-along friends. <laughs> <laughs> the rape friends. They rape children. <laughs> Who were mean to them. But but there are a couple of comments. Uh, for example, Boots, will you take this one uh, from Trevor? Trevour? Trevour. Trevour. Hi, I'm Trevour. I bet Trevour goes to a theater. I'm Trevour. I'm in Canada. I watched and taped every single episode of The Ripping Friends as they aired each Saturday morning. In fact, I still remember the first episode airing the Saturday immediately following 9-11. Pause for drama. I will never forget. (laughs) And it was the first thing to cheer me up after such a crummy week. (laughs) (laughs) How's your week been? Bad. America got attacked. Here's a cartoon. 9-11 was an inside cereal box job. (laughs) There was no prize inside the World Trade Center. (laughs) Nor were all the people covered in sugar. (laughs) Glorious sparkly sugar. I also remember wanting to write to the Ripping Friends in the guise of a kid, of course. Oh, God. God. So this guy was an adult when it when he watched exactly. it. This is the first thing to get him going. This is a pillar yeah. of strength when he was 30. So, so I could possibly have my letter ripped along with the Ripping Friends as well. My friend, Jeff... <laughs> that's Jeff with a single F. And I... Bought That's ripping friends. My friend Jeff and I bought Ripping Friends t-shirts the moment we saw them on display at a Hot Topic store a few weeks later. I had that Ripping Friends printout from the Fox Kids website hanging on the cubicle of my job at the time. <laughs> Nobody came by my cubicle. I wonder why. Getting back... So he's a middle-aged man that goes to Hot Topic and watch ripping and watches Ripping well, Friends. He has a friend who does it. I'm going to guess that these two sexless, near sexless, things <laughs> touched each other. At some point. You're really straight, guys. <laughs> Getting back to the animation part, I could always tell what was John Kay or John Smith drawings and Jim what Smith. wasn't 
sorry, Jim Smith. And what wasn't? It's rather obvious. <laughs> Question John, who animated the pain machine scene. Oh, so with he was Rip, able to tell everybody except for that scene. That's yeah, good. With Rip, <laughs> with Rip and Jimmy, in particular, when Rip is getting shocked to high heaven, that was some fantastic animation. That could have been done by the Lumpy Crew. Or was it you? I miss the ripping friends. I bet you do. Much love, Trevor. Trevor. Weird man. Trevor. Okay, uh, here's one by uh, R, if you want to take that, John. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Uh, Okay. Oh, it's just R. Oh, yeah. Okay. R said, in the late 90s, early 00s, they reintroduced the serial Golden Nuggets over here in the UK for about the first year of production, maybe a little longer. They used great retro-style boxes with cartoons drawn in a somewhat Bill Ray-ish style. Comics on the back, puzzles on the sides, collectible box tops for stuff like Klondike Peak beanie toys, and actual prizes inside. (laughs) Not ones relating to current movies or whatever, but toys relating to the world (laughs) they were setting up for the characters. And the TV commercials were actual cartoons. (laughs) Unlike The Simpsons. This guy's got reams of fanfiction written about this. Then they realized that's not how things are done anymore, and they canned the idea, redesigned the boxes, using a horrible Hallmark card redesign of the characters, and I stopped buying the cereal. (laughs) I still have all my boxes from the good old days, though, I think... (laughs) Not, this, not, this not to mention, box- I had di- I got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> this cereal doesn't have retro style art on it. Fuck it, it doesn't taste good anymore. This is uh, a Twitter um, from the man who is oh, the creator nice. of a uh, creative Earthworm Jim. Yep, uh, uh, and the Neverhood, and uh, some more things. <laughs> Um, and he has has some views he's got views well I really enjoyed both the video game and the cartoon series when I was a kid of Earthworm Jim surely he will now live up to my expectations as a great person Earthworm Jim is so wacky I bet this Twitter is silly yeah sure I'm sure he's a fun guy Uh, Stock do you want to start this out here okay since there is a link between fat cells and estrogen production is obesity a part of what keeps America liberal zero <laughs> Jack likes it. <laughs> That's because conservatives okay. are never fat. That's Liber- also conservatives are never women. Yeah, li- liberals <laughs> are fat right. and weak like women. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Thank God for bringing Obama to the presidency. Saudi King Abdullah from WikiLeaks. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> <laughs> We get like some boing set up. Boing. You know he. You know he actually said zing as as soon as he clicked the. I don't. I've never tweeted. So does it just say tweet? Was the button? Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming it says tweet. Zing. He said, Here's the tweet button. Anna, this next one's sassy. Aussie man marries dog. Are we racist enough to prevent them from serving openly in the military? Who am I to judge? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Gay marriage is just like marrying a dog. A Fox News show. <laughs> he could be a wacky star too. Have bridges. 
It's a wacky cartoon fox that shoots cheese out of a can, and also he hates gays. <laughs> I had lunch W. Rick Santorum today across the street from the White House. Great guy! Oh my god. Alright, next up. Palin needs to convert to Islam, so she'd be the last person blamed for inspiring the Arizona shooting. Pew, pew, pew. Um, uh... <laughs> no, that makes sense. The people, nobody was looking at Muslims. For yeah, time. because because liberals yeah. go so slo- go so soft on Islamic people that they would never blame Palin if only she was Islamic. It's just because she's white. The most I guess ever. That's, that's, that's the how shooter was working, white yeah. and and published his. Inspiration. You're only saying okay. that just because you hate white people. We don't know that the shooter was white. Why didn't they blame Muslims for that? Yeah, <laughs> he makes a good point. <clears throat> Message to military after WikiLeaks bullying. It gets better. Hoorah! Oh, I see what he did there. Take that, uh, gay people! I can't, even, I can't even laugh yeah. at that. Fuck you. What's your room? Hey, gay people trying to get self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift special made me go from being a fan to being nauseated by her and the conversion of her into a prop. Boing, boing. <laughs> I like Taylor Swift hey. back when she was underground. Yeah. I liked her when she had shit to say. Wait. <laughs> points about society. Does does anybody understand what he's talking about? No, okay. no. I, I thought he literally meant like she was the front of a prop plane. <laughs> <laughs> they just taped two two Taylor Swifts together. <laughs> no, they just no. needed the one. She's very tall and skinny. They 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 used her to hold up a cardboard tree. Okay. <laughs> Um, wait, let me pick up the phone. Just holding Taylor Swift to your ear. <laughs> um. Disneyland being allowed to build in China will break their oppressive commie spell. It's like giving Hellboy Pam cakes. We win. And the star spangled <laughs> What what is that even okay, what first what's a Pam cake? It's because Hellboy it's it's a nerd joke. Hellboy really likes pancakes a lot. But is it like what's a Pam cake? Uh I yeah. either he's just gonna take a while. Either Wait, it's a cake or, or or it's how he used to say it when Hellboy was a kid. I don't quite hang, remember. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Is Portax a nerd? No, I play all of the sports. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I kick the puck into the basket the most times. <laughs> Since we are all jocks here, I say we kick her out. Yeah. All right. A 13-year-old can't get a happy meal in San Francisco because it's bad, but she can get an abortion. She can have sex, but not a cigarette. You should read um, this last few, though, because he posts about this several times. Oh, wow. Yeah, he likes this topic. Yeah, yeah, read the time and date. 10.51 a.m., November 5th, 2010. San Francisco is only opposed to murder because it could lead to buying a Happy Meal with a toy in it. (laughs) (laughs) Read the time, Stog. 10.57 a.m., November 5th, 2010. Okay, so six minutes later. Okay. That first joke sucked, but his second joke is much worse. Let's see what happens next. Yes. <laughs> 11.01 a.m., November 5th, 2010. Here we go. 
San Fran bans Happy Meal, rules out the new Angry Bitch Meal. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> All right, that one was slightly better. Let's and that see. was how many minutes later? That was that was that was four minutes. minutes yeah, four minutes later. A little one. Just within the same minute. <laughs> <laughs> he had thirty How do you seconds. Even do that. The first Stop thirty me seconds before was that I happy one. meal again. <laughs> the first half of the minute was that one, and then now it's this one. I just like to imagine that he was sitting there, getting more and more worked up as he thought about happy meals and saying, <laughs> "It's who better cereal toys." Eleven to one a.m. Yes, at the same time, November fifth, twenty ten. If only Happy Meals came with a sexual toy. San Francisco would say banning them was unconstitutional. Yay! Yay! Yay. More hating on gay people. Yay! In fairness, that's 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 the funniest version of that joke that he had. Yeah, (laughs) he finally found one that almost. He finally went. All right, that's that's the confines of a joke. I'm done. (laughs) I don't understand why you're saying that's a joke, though, because you know, as the resident San Franciscan here, that's that's really how we think. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And. We make fun of you for this, though. Were you not aware of that? I don't understand why. why Look, yeah. do you or do you not have dildos in your Happy Meals? Because I'm coming if so. Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> they won't ban the penis because it'd be unconstitutional. <gasps> and there we go. An hour or so of uh, whatever the fuck that was. John, what do you think we learned this week? Well, I know what I learned this week, and that is that man children, the, the, the thing, man children just basically span all generations. Like, yeah. whether it was about old Hanna-Barbera cartoons then, or uh, whatever, I don't know, anime now, it's just the same kind of, oh, my time was great, and I love nostalgia, and everything else new and by black people sucks. Yeah. yeah, that's, <laughs> And it's pretty much just exactly the same. Yeah, spanning spanning kind of class, and well, I was going to say spanning race, but <laughs> it's all white dudes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Portex, uh, what do you think you learned this week? Well, I learned something that I already know, really. Okay. What was that be? Well, it's it's kind of that, you know, Richard Williams' uh, Thief in the Cobbler got started whenever about 30 years ago, and he started on that, and he wanted to make a race of super animators, because TV animation kind of was getting too far derived from the- feature animation, so it wasn't being as good. So yeah. he tried to train a bunch of great people so that way he could make his movie, but he started funding it with the money he got from okay, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but then uh, Miramax okay, took up. over, and then they had to recut shut the up. movie so they could give it a story, hey, because yeah, for the most up. part, the movie didn't have much shut of a story, up, just up. about the animation. Hey, shut up. But then no, he got really upset, because I... Shut up. Shut up. up. Uh, Please follow us on the Facebook, Twitter, uh, the website, thefpl.us. We'll see you next time. Have a great one. Thanks for listening. And now, what was that about Richard Williams? Well, you see, Richard Williams... Oh, God! Shut (laughs) up! I have I wasn't able to find this for for this, but there was a time when Michael Barrier gets into an argument with John Kirk Flusi over Ren and Stimpy, and John K. Honest to Christ says, "No, people didn't watch Ren and Stimpy for the boogers and fart jokes. Those are just throwaway gags. They came for it for the acting, the great acting of the characters." <laughs> so just saying, uh, <laughs> acting. Yeah, the acting because Stimpy acted because the way Stimpy's face contorted when he farted is just great acting. Uh, (laughs) Oh, so they actually used a dog and cat for running Stimpy. Oh yeah, yeah. 
That was a documentary. <laughs> it was live action. What kind of dog does Ren become? All right. All right. All right. Put your face up to the camera and then have the cat fart. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Moving on. That was your directing debut <laughs> and finale, Stog. <laughs> 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 yeah, it does get much better than that. I'm doing I, here. You know what? I, I want to have that as like a sound file on my phones. <laughs> you can just play it to people out of context. There's context? <laughs>